there, my little geeklings, and welcome to another episode of Two Geeks A Talk A Movies. I am your host, John, and with me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Joe. Hey. Hey there, so how are you? I'm okay. Yourself? Yeah, I'm not too bad. So my throat's a bit croaky t- tonight, so I should be joyful. <laughs> I'll probably die by the end of the fucking podcast, but here we go. <laughs> You'll get to the end. You'll be like, yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so joyful. Right, then. Um, now, tonight we were supposed to be covering Invasion of Body Snatchers 1955. However, I couldn't for the love of life in me find a copy of this anywhere online. It was no. really goddamn ridiculous. Yep, and the version I found uh, did a Harry Houdini on me, so it was there one minute and then when I went to watch it and recall and uh, write notes on it, it had disappeared. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I found it on, I think it was Amazon, I found it on. For five fifty rental, I was like, "Fuck that shit!" I'm mm. paying five fifty for a fucking movie. It's like, was that sixty years old or something? Like, oh, fuck that shit. Yeah, so, mm. it's not worth it for a movie. You're only going to watch one. Let's face it. Yeah, yeah, box that one. Mm. So tonight we are covering uh, Plan B, or should it be Plan Nine from Outer Space? Oh, sweet mother of Jesus, which is often called the worst movie ever made. And up there, sure, but is it the worst movie ever made? I'm thinking no. Well. We, we will, we will. I mean, it, it's certainly close contention for that award, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, in a world that has Troll 2 in it, yeah. that has any of the Sharknado movies in it, that mm. has any of the Troll movies in it, I mean... <laughs> oh, yeah, we, I mean, when you put it like that, it's really not the worst movie of all time. But, you know, it's certainly top, top five, shall we say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would say top ten. Yeah, yeah, but it's no chance this is the worst movie I've ever seen. I mean, that accolade has to be. Oh, let me think now. I've, I've seen a real stinkers over the over the years. Mm. The one that springs to mind has to be Troll Two. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. The worst movie I've ever actually sat through was um, any of the Twilight movies. I've seen them all, so mm. you know. It's certainly not the worst uh, ever made. Mm, so. mm. Yeah, I mean, there's another movie that I watched and I couldn't finish it. I had to, I, it was an anthology movie and I can't believe really me what it was called. And it was done by Tom Holland, not Spider-Man Tom Holland, the director Tom Holland. Mm. And I can only make it into two of his stories. They were just abysmal. It looked like it was filmed oh. on a fucking iPad. <laughs> it was terrible. And, like, and this, the writing was terrible. The effects were awful. The acting was abysmal. It's like, no, this is terrible. So that's has to be one of them up there. Yeah. As for this one, I don't know. Is this one of the worst movies ever made? Yes. Is it the worst movie ever made? No. No. Yeah. Christ, maybe you've got student films out there like Amazon buying up because they're desperate for content. <laughs> they're oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, so. just play, play any, shall we say, quote-unquote horror on Amazon, then you've got probably the worst movie ever made, let's face it. Yeah. 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 I mean, God, no, 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 no crying out loud but is this one of the worst things Ed, Ed Wood's ever done I'm going to say no because some of his movies are abysmal and barely watchable I mean I've heard this say that he's the best of a bad bunch when it comes to Woodsy stuff so you know I would say the best out of his stuff but it, mm. yeah doesn't, doesn't give it any it, it's not like it's an achievement to say, oh, it's the best of Ed Wood stuff. Like you say, if you look at her 
back catalogue, you realise that's not an achievement you want. No, no, exactly, exactly, no, no. So I want to ask right off the bat here, is this the first time you watched this thing? Yes. Christ, I mean, I've Mm. watched this thing about five, maybe six times, and it gets worse the more you watch (laughs) Because I forgot all about the movie. I forgot the movie existed. And then we were panicking earlier going, can't find Invasion. And and then this movie was mentioned. I was like, yeah, I forgot Edward did that one. And, mm-hmm. and I'd never ever seen it. And then I watched it and I was like, God, I mean, I covered this for my original second podcast, the Schlucky Horror Podcast Show. Now mm. is long dead, but lives on in my own podcast. Here's Johnny's reviews. Check that one out. <clears throat> um, and this movie is an experience. <laughs> That's what I can yeah. say. It's an experience. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. You know, uh, the, I suppose the only good thing about this movie is. Uh, you can say you've watched it, you know, if, if you're ever going through a phase where you want to watch every movie from the 50s, at least to watch this, you know, at least you can say, well, I watched it, I didn't have to like it, you know. Mm, mm. Or what I did, watch every bad movie on the IMDb's bad movie list. Mm. Um, and there's a chore and a half. Oh, <laughs> my Lord, I think I can blame my grey beard on the <laughs> movies. <laughs> You know, it just sucked the life in me. Like, no. <laughs> Even your hair was like, oh, turning, turning white with the horror of it. Uh. Oh, my God. Um, what was I going to say? So this is Ed Wood's <clears throat> disaster piece, or should it be masterpiece? Mm. Yeah. Bella, Bella Lugosi's final movie. We also have Vampira. I mean, uh, what can I say about her? We'll go back to her later, actually. Hmm. Mm. She's a TV horror host that isn't Elvira. Mm. And we have a wrestler in the lead, a budget yeah. that was completely unknown until about the late 80s, I think it was. We have a church founder pissed off that the, quote, undead were used. So, you know, it's a good fucking movie. My Lord. Yeah. Did you did you, did you you read that um, in order to um, appease some of the, the, you know, the funder for the movie? Because, like you say, they're all members of the church and thing. Uh, a lot of the uh, load of the cast went and got like baptized in mm-hmm. front of them just to show like yeah that has had to move yeah I mean I've got that down in my info section I'm going to add to this so <laughs> by the way have you seen Ed Wood the movie starring Johnny Depp no so watch that it's quite an interesting movie it shows you Ed Wood's entire life mm. and this is a chunk of the movie I mean, it's quite, it's quite a good, interesting movie. Uh, also touches on Glenn Glenda, which is his other most infamous movie. Yeah, um, which is actually, I mean, it's a terrible movie, but uh, I would say that's one of, one of his better ones. For me, it's slightly, slightly top this. Okay. I mean, I thought I saw Glenn Glenda, but I have heard it's abysmal to watch. And it's a fucking oh, short yeah. to get through, so... Hmm. Um, I mean, if you're... If you're feeling down and depressed and you want to stay in that mood and you want to just feel <laughs> completely deflated, put it on. You'll have a marvellous <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> okay, then. Okay, okay, right on, right on. By the way, which version of this did you watch? Um, it was just. I think it was just standard. It wasn't like 4K or anything. Mm, mm. I mean, I found a fucking fabulously glorious 
crystal clear 4K version on YouTube. Ooh. And 4K is not just my wee friend. Oh my <laughs> God. I'm it, in the version I found on YouTube wasn't 4K. And shall we say I saw a blue wrinkle and mm. thing as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, apparently there's now three or four versions. There's, there's the original black and white version. Mm. There's the colorized version from the... I think it was the late 90s. There's a colorized version for 2014, and there's the brand new colored version 4K. Oh, right, so that's with black and white I watched then. All right, right, so you've probably got the blurry black and white then. Yeah. Mm, Because I I watched the colorized 4K one, and oh my God, uh, colorized 4K is not this movie's friend. It showed everything. It's like, oh my Lord. All the wrinkles, all the fucking strings, all the paper fucking mushy um tombstones like oh my lord this is terrible yeah i mean even in black and white you could tell they were all paper mushy and toys mm. and you could see the you could see the uh, string on the on the flying saucer by this time yeah. that that came in at about three minutes in i was done mm. Mm. you know but i could not find a version black and white on youtube everywhere i tried it was all colorized and i was like, oh, fucking give me a 4k colorized one i'm gonna watch it in car i watch it in the crystal clear color <laughs> So, hmm. I, I uh, literally the top search on mine was black and white. I was like, that'll do. Mm, okay, okay. Um, well, let's get into this then. Uh, with its sixty thousand dollar budget, this made unknown. That's a great sign, right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the cast: Lyle Talbot, Vampira, and Tor Johnson. Directed by Ed Wood. Of that plot, aliens attack a small town with plans to take over the plant using freshly dead people. They are um, friendly aliens, as <laughs> they say. This plan will be only acted upon if we don't stop using nuclear powers slash bombs. Even though they've already killed about a dozen people, so hmm. Anyway, on to a new section. We're going to add called info. Okay. This is info I have found online about this thing. So first off the bat, we have Myla Numeri, I think I her name, aka Vampira, was paid mm-hmm. 200 bucks uh, for this movie and refused to speak any lines from the script. So she done this mute. Yeah, I read that he literally gave her her script and she was like, nope, doing it mute. So it was literally like ripped up all her mm. dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, she refused makeup, so she did the makeup herself. Wow! At home, as you take the bus to the set. <laughs> Could you imagine in 1955 sitting next to some woman in that outfit with that makeup? <laughs> wow! I <laughs> mean, I mean, even today that would weigh a few eyebrows and be obviously a bit more liberal. Yeah, and those <laughs> nails, those were gigantic. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Oh my god! Well, no way she was able to get a a. Uh, a bus fare out of a puff with opening it all. No, no. <laughs> oh my God, they're gigantic. They're dragging mm. proud for Christ's sake. <laughs> um, this was Billy Lagos' final film. He only filmed for four days. There was 25 minutes of footage um, yeah. before he died. So, oh, hmm. That's a shame. Yeah, I think he died of a overdose. I think um, he- in 1955, 56, I can't mm. Also, by the way, this thing was originally filmed in 1955, was released in 56, and it was never picked up. Then 57, it wasn't picked up. And then again in 59, that was picked up. So this is why the budget says up 
to 60,000 or more than 60,000, but 6,000 is the one that they, they planted on, apparently, because it was unknown budget. Wow. So anyway, another information, information I found, real police cars and uniforms and guns were used for this. So these are real guns. Yeah, I read that. Who was it? Was it one of the actors? Um, yes. Son? Yeah, was Tor Thompson's son was a cop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's who it was, yeah. And I'm going, oh my God, they're real guns. So that idiot lieutenant guy is, has a real gun in his hand and he's moving around like a fucking toy. I mean, there could have easily been an accident like the one in the set in the cr- of The Crow, at yeah, least. Exactly, yes. You yeah. know. Mm. You already mentioned the fact that in order to get money, Edward promised to get the entire cast baptised by the Baptist Church. Wow. So, mm. Uh, this movie, I've already mentioned that one also, this movie came out in 1957, but it was called Grave Robbers from Outer Space, but it was changed when the church found out the title and hated the fucking title. This is also double billed with Sean Connery's first movie, Time Lock, from 1957. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm. Mm. So the scar that Tor Johnson wore when he was a zombie uh, had to be removed every single day with harsh chemicals and it gave him skin irritation. He fucking hated it. Mm. Also, the context he was wearing, he was blind. He couldn't see where it was going. <laughs> so that's why he's kind of cross-eyed half the thing. Because he <laughs> God. Um, wow. And Ed Woods used actual footage of the ABC, CBS and NBC buildings when the UFOs were flying past uh, Hollywood in a hope they would pick up this movie. And pay for it. They didn't. And they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Good luck there, wasn't it? Yeah. So this movie was, quote-unquote, lost until the 1980s, when a film critic dubbed this the worst movie ever. Mm. Mm. Uh, and contrary to popular opinion, the UFOs weren't cardboard or um, hubcaps. They were actually plastic model sets you could buy in 1956. Yeah, that's so, what I read as well. They were toys. Yeah, between 52 and 56, I think they were. Hmm. Uh, oh, yes. And Chris Wall, or Chris Will, rather, was a shyster that latched on to Ed Wood. Uh, his claim to fame was he, has, he was a psychic, and he claimed he saw men on Mars in 1977. So, okay, then. That was his claim to fame. So, hmm. no. mm. And finally, the script was written in two weeks. It shows. <laughs> two days, not like the fucking two weeks. So, hmm. Mm. I mean, one interesting thing I found out about this is um, Bella Lugosi's costume is his own from when he played Dracula mm-hmm. on stage. And in fact, um, in the script, he's shown a, is it Ghoulish Man or something I read? Yes. But on like, the original draft of the script, it was literally put down a. Uh, Dracula type man. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. was your typecast. Yeah, and Bella Gossi hated that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, why the fuck did you have your original Dracula costume? You stupid old kid. I mean, if you're trying to get away from Dracula, why the fuck are you wearing Apparently, that was the outfit he was also buried in. Yes, he was. So that was that one. Anyway, so this piece of fucking garbage opens up on Criswell uh, giving us the infamous speech quote. We're all interested in the future, for that is where we, you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. And I can't stand a voice uses for this thing. <laughs> it does my fucking head in. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my God. And I've got to say here, for a piece of shit camp movie, this is far too fucking straight. 
the way he does that voice, it's just far, far too straight. The whole, yeah. the guilty shall be punished and innocent shall be given the way. I'm like, who wrote the scripts? I mean, dial it back a bit much, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like you say, for a camp movie, it's too straight. But yeah, I know what you mean. That though, that first opening scene of him him giving it his report, I, just, I, I literally just wanted to stop it there. I was like, hmm. really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the times I've seen this thing, I can't stand this Chris Will guy. He should have been cut because he's just a fucking hack. You know, he's just a, a wannabe. I mean, he's not even needed. He sets it all up like the whole movie's going to be like a flashback or something. And mm. it, it doesn't end like that because, you know, it would yeah. end, it, it should have ended with him again. It, and it didn't. So. Yes, it's just a complete joke. So, with Flash of Lightning, up pops the cast name, written on a tombstone, which never fucking used like, in the movie. Mm. Uh, by the way, I love the fact how Criswell actually mentions the titles, the, the movie's original title, Grave Robbers from Outer Space. But yeah, this is now called Plan 9 from Outer Space, so. Don't! <laughs> I mean, yeah. Could have not redubbed that? I mean. I mean, like, why do all the actors in this look like they're, they're, they're speaking as dubbed? I have no idea. I mean... It just looked awful. I was like, why did it all look like they've originally said something else and came back and rewrote the whole script and said it, done it again and just used the original footage? It was awful. It was it was distracting as all hell. Oh, I have no idea, to be honest. I mean, frankly, I don't care. <laughs> <You> <laughs> know? I mean, this movie isn't worth sitting there and worry about why is that this, why is that... It just go off that. I mean, it's an hour and 18 minutes and it will feel like six hours but <laughs> you're telling me so a full two minutes later opens up on a grave site as we meet old man slash go man played by Be- Bella Lugosi as he buries his wife okay then mm. I mean I love the fact that they're just standing there and a priest goes what is it? it's better to love than lost and not to love at all like charming that issue <laughs> mm. like yeah that's comforting you know not. And one of the grave diggers is J. Edward Reynolds. He is the minister of the Baptist church that baptised uh, the cast. Also, <laughs> the priest that buries both uh, the old man and his wife, and Tor Johnson, is another minister for the evangelist church they got money from. So, oh that must mm. have been in the script. We'll give you all this money if you, yes. if you let us baptize you and let us be in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, oh my god, I knew Edward was a shyster, but my god, did you have to go to an evangelicals to get this movie made? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty bad when all, all you know, the big movie company are like, and the evangelicals are going, we'll give you money. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, the script photo in Hollywood for about three years and nobody wanted to touch it so I mean, a sign for you. I mean normally that has sign to you you know put it in a drawer and leave it not keep going mm, yeah exactly but I don't think Edward had no need for vocabulary so well. that one. Uh, so during a routine flight and this is where the plot kicks in uh, we see pilot Jeff Trent, played by Gregory Walcott, and he's one of the only few actors to get out of this movie with a career. <laughs> he later worked on seven Clint Eastwood movies, so whatever that one. Wow. Uh, and his co-pilot Danny, played by David Demering, mm. are buzzed by a UFO. And right there, I went, 
this is terrible because I've never seen it this crisp and this clear. But you can tell a mile away this is a silver plastic UFO with the big fishing line holding it up. Yeah. I mean, God almighty. Again, like I said at the start, even in the black and white version I watched, you could see the screen. I was like, oh no. Mm. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like, what? And you can tell it's been spray painted silver. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Oh, I know. By the way, I love the fact they have a short curtain as the little dividing curtain from the <laughs> cockpit to the passengers. Yeah. And what was that? Air tattooing every time she had to try and get in and out of there. It was like, oh, God, oh, no. She's clearly, she's clearly, clearly just trying to hide the fact that it was like being filmed on like a soundstage or something. But mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, no normal person walks through any curtain like that. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. I love the fact that those have cardboard, um, uh, what do you call the things, joysticks to fly mm-hmm. the plane with. I was like, oh my god, paper, cardboard joysticks. So, yeah, god. I mean, at one point later on in the movie, like the second time we see them in that cockpit, they aren't even touching the controls. So I'm like, <laughs> did they have an autopilot in the fifties? Like, what the hell? Oh my god, I love the fact how the co-pilot has a fucking candlestick telephone called his radio. <laughs> I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, how cheap is this movie? I mean, I've got a candlestick telephone, but, you know, I use it because I'm a bit nerdy like that. I like my telephone to look vintage, but I don't go about going not a radio. I'm like, no, it's a phone. <laughs> <laughs> this is so gloriously bad and stupid. Oh. oh, my God. Um, So the UFO lands in the very graveyard that the old man was handed at. Mm. I mean, by the way, this is the Pioneer Memorial uh, Cemetery in California. So I never that one. Oh, okay. Uh, apparently the picture is actually, but not the actual grave thing, because that was clearly a set. But yeah. the outside of the stuff is actually a real graveyard. A real so graveyard. Oh, cool. Apparently when the UFO lands, this spooks the gravediggers and they run for it. As out of the woods comes Vampire Girl, played by Vampira. Looking very Matisha Adams. Mm, very. Yeah, by the way, she sued Cassandra Pearson, aka Elvira, multiple times over the years for copyright infringement, but it didn't go anywhere as her look was lifted from the Arrows family, which was a good 25 years before Vampire was a thing. So wow. she was fucked there. <laughs> um, apparently, like I said, it was like something like 18 times she sued Elvira for. Oh, good lord, any time she get told she get told bolt. no. Yeah, so hmm, hmm. Apparently she's the world's first horror host on TV. As you do, you know, so hmm. Wow. But have you actually ever ever seen Vampira? Um, I've seen bits. I've never ever sat down and watched it. This is the first although she doesn't speak and she's not doing her presenting and things in it, this is the anything full length that I've ever seen her mm. in. I mean, I tried to watch one of the episodes on YouTube, uh, the Vampire Show, I think it was called, and I've got, she she has none of it. She is flat, she is dull, she is lifeless, and she has none of this, the, the hootspar, the spunk, the nod and a wink of Elvira. I mean, she yeah. has, I mean, it's like, no, no, no. 
the one I watched was a Halloween special. They talked about how this is my this is my uh, my cocktail. It's made by ghouls and goblins. Oh, look at the look at the eyeballs. Oh, it's clear. And it's, it's like love. It's a fucking olive you've got. <laughs> <laughs> and she's going unpleasant dreams, darling. And I'm like, oh for fuck's sake. So hmm. Yeah, she anyway. I know she was there kind of before Alviva, wasn't she? Yeah, um, yeah. It's twenty years, I think it was. Yeah, easily. Um, but yeah, I much prefer Elvira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she has more. Um, I don't know what else to use apart from spunk than this woman does. I mean, she just sits there like, eh, okay, with my eighteen-inch waist. You know, yeah. I mean, fuck off. I mean, she, I mean, I think the thing about Elvira, she's playing a, she's almost playing the dark macabre persona, but she makes them completely camp and you know, mm-hmm. full of death and life. Where the vampire is just, she. I think even for me, she's a little bit too morbid. Mm. And she, she, she I, I read somewhere that described a vampire voice as like sexy and seductive. So I, I, I looked at something to quickly hear it and I heard her speak and I was like, yeah, I'm not getting sexy and seductive from that no. point. I'm getting, no. I'm getting someone that sounds bored with a job <laughs> and making me want to go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like I said, so back to this movie. So, Upon seeing her walk out of the woods with the arms stretched out and the glassy-eyed look in her face, that kills the men of fright, as you do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so next day, out of his home comes the old man, as he starts to spill a flower, and he's killed off screen just like that. I'm like, this is the final footage of Bella Gossi, and he's killed off screen by a car yeah. crash. Right. Mm. Yeah, I can. I didn't like how that was the almost the ending for Bella. Mm. For Bella, I was like, yeah, that's not the way Bella Lugosi should ever be last seen on screen. Yeah, his long his long legacy, and it's oh, he's smelling a flower, and now he's dead. Yeah. Oh dear, oh dear. Um, apparently that wasn't in the script. That was Bella's idea that this would add more sadness to the character. So mm. there about that one. I love the fact how you can hear him getting killed off screen, but his shadow was cast on the grass. They couldn't <laughs> cut the fucking movie right. It's like, oh my god. Oh. So, hmm. Anyway, that night he's buried. I'm like, okay then. In the world's smallest crypt, cardboard, but of course. Uh, I love the fact how the, the gravestones are cardboard and about, about a foot tall. <laughs> yeah. And this crypt is what, about five foot by five foot square? It is mm-hmm. teeny. Hmm. Uh, like, uh, clearly made for just one. That's not a family crypt, is it? Yeah, right. it, it, there seems to be what three people that come walking out of that. I'm like, yeah, mm. you haven't all came from there. There's no room for you. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I love the line she drops. Um, he's been in a crypt. Which uh, what was it? He's been in a crypt. Get the wife buried in the ground. Why is that? Family tradition. I'm like, oh, vampire. Click. Mm. You know, it's like apparently. That was due to Bella being Dracula. Funny, haha. I mean, mm. ah, okay. God, I'm love that one. She's buried in the ground, but he's buried in a crypt because it's family tradition. Oh, fuck off, my Yeah. God. So let me meet Inspector Clay, played by Tor Johnson, who was a wrestler known as the Swedish Angel in the 30s. Wow. Apparently, he saved Bella Gossip from killing himself, and the two became fast friends. 
He was played by George Animal Steel and Ed Wood. Sorry about that one. Um, he often played silent brutes or silent dumb brutes. But this is the one and only time he's given lines, and he's a fucking awful actor. I'm sorry, <laughs> but he's awful actor. I mean, Jesus criminals. Yeah, he didn't look comfortable with that dialogue at all. Mm-mm. No, he's six foot five, three hundred and eighty-seven pounds, and apparently his party trick was sitting on a toilet seat to break the toilet. <laughs> As you do, I mean. Mm. But yeah, like I said, yeah, his line readings were terrible. I get torched from car. I go through graveyard myself. I'm going, oh my god. I be okay. I'm a tall man. I'm like, who mm. gave you lines? I mean, yeah, he can. Apart from sounding like a robot, but he also sounded like English wasn't his first language either. As well, mm. I was like, oh come on. I think he's actually Swedish. I think so. Hmm. English probably isn't. But even then, the Swedish have enough grasp of the English language to know that on their curriculum, you know how they say maybe we can get like French or German or whatever. Um, Possibly. So surely they know how the sentences are put together to know that you don't just go, I get torch cut. Like, come Mm. on. Mm. I don't know. I mean, like I says, Edward wasn't given too rats arse about the line delivery. He just wanted the things done quick, quick, smart sort of thing. I mean, it's like, I've got 60 grand burning a hole in my pocket. Make it so, you know. So. <laughs> God almighty. Um, so he leaves a Lieutenant Ho- Hooper, yeah, in control. He's played by Duke Moore. And he checks out the graveyard itself. Apparently this guy only worked for Edward, as no other student would hire him. <laughs> so that's how bad actor he is. I mean, hmm. What a cast. Yeah, what a bloody cast. Oh, it gets worse, by the way. Uh, as I'm going through this, through this uh, my notes, the, this cast gets worse every time I mention a new buddy, a new actor. It's like, oh my lord. So, anyway, so back home at Jeff, we meet his wife, Paula Trent, played by Mona McKinnon. And he goes on and on about how he saw UFO. And I love the fact how he rants. That he's seen UFOs for years, yet the army won't allow him to speak out about it. Bollocks! Project Blue Book was a thing in 1957, so fuck off, right, shit. Did you know about Project Blue Book? No. No, right. Project Blue Book was, uh, I think it was CIA or NSA, Secret Service, uh, no Secret Service, Secret Project to Hunt Out UFOs. It ran from 1952 to 1969. And gather information from pilots, police, navy men, etc., etc. It basically legit people, not just some drink farmer, and a village or brig who's pissed that he's not on moonshine, but actual like uh, legit people like as yeah, like Repudo. Hard to say with a left, but you know what I mean. All right. And apparently, it went on until I think it was the 80s, but it was supposed wow. to be cancelled in 69. In fact, some say it actually morphed into the NSA, so there we have that one. Mm. Wow. Mm. I love the fact how he's sitting there going, oh, the military's going to allow me to do this thing as a UFO buzzes their house, and <laughs> I'm sorry, the wife's acting in this is horrendous. Yes. Mm. Oh my God. She's not I'm, the only one on the, that looked like she'd never been in front of a camera before, oh, but... Lord. Mm, mm. So back at the graveyard, the bodies are taken away. 
One of the, by the way, one of the men carrying a stretcher is Johnny Duncan. He's Robin from 1940s Batman shorts. Ah, oh, sure he is. Uh, so Inspector Clay sees a UFO land and is killed by Vampire uh, and the old man Go. Mm. Off screen, of course, because everything fucking done off screen in this bloody movie. Mm, yeah. Oh, by the way, the Go man is played now played by Tom Manson. And uh, using Bill Lugosi's cape and outfit, he was Ed Wood's chiropractor. <laughs> yes, I read that, and you could tell when it wasn't mm-hmm. Bella because let's face it, the man was taller, skinnier than him, and mm. covered his face. Yes. The yeah. whole time he was on screen. Plus, about a foot shorter, you know, so something yeah. about ten years fucking younger. So the next night, Inspector Clay is buried. I've got to say, that was quick. I mean, <laughs> bloody hell. Wow. As Vampire is watching on from the woods, as you do. <laughs> so then, uh, the next day, three UFOs fly down a highway heading towards Hollywood. Okay then. Um, a woman phones the report this thing. She is uh, Paul... Uh, Paul was it Paulina? Yeah. Uh, Reynolds, who is the wife of the minister that baptised the cast? Oh, for God's sake. They're all so, interrelated. Yes, it's all interrelated. This is fucking ridiculous. Uh, let me see. Da, 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 da. Oh, by the way, I love the the um, the drunk that comes out of the strip joint and does a double take and sees the three of your foes. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he is Donald Davis. He is an even lower budget director than Edwards. Wow. So, what's his budgets? 52 cents? I mean, for crying mm. out loud. I mean, it's a bad day when your budget doesn't allow for actual extra. Mm. You're, like, turning to other um, director, be like, give you a couple of quid if you pretend to be drunk. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. I also love the footage of the army firing on the UFOs that does not match the, <laughs> the, the footage that Edward shot. It's like, oh my God. Oh. Apparently that's actual stock footage of army firing, what the hell they're firing, rockets and missiles and such. So it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, then we meet Colonel Edwards, played by Tom Keynes, who was a real estate agent. <laughs> I mean, was anybody apart from Bella Lugosi a professional actor? Well, yeah. I mean, the pilot is a professional actor. Bella wow. Lugosi is a professional actor. And somebody else later on the cast is a professional actor. But yeah. pretty much, no. They're all <laughs> friends of Ed Woods or acquaintances of Ed Woods. It's like, for God's sake. So, hmm. Almost sounds like they've went, we'll do, we'll do you a good time. We'll do it for free. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. You want to be an actor? Be on my shitty movie, yeah, yeah. this will be your jumping off point. <laughs> oh, <it> won't. <laughs> so I love the fact how every single missile and rocket misses the UFOs. I'm like, what are you fucking blind? Like, uh, did it not teach you target practice? Nothing hit. Yeah, I love the fact how... Uh, once they're finished shooting and the UFOs buzz back into space, some random soldiers up to the colonel goes, this is just a, a shooting practice we're firing at clouds. And he goes, no, they're not firing at UFOs. Don't lie to me, kid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. That's so bad. Uh, oh, my God. And in space, the UFOs go back to the mothership, which is a fucking drawing. 
Oh, that's so bad. Anyway, inside we meet Eros, played by Dudley Manlove. Leave it. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> he was an advert voiceover actress that Edward heard on radio went, I'll hire him. <laughs> no. And his um, female uh, co-pilot, Tanya, played by Joanna Lee. She wrote for the Flintstones and invented the Great Gazoo. Oh, wow. As you do, I have no idea what the hell that is. I've watched the Flintstones and fucking donkey shears, so I have no idea who Gazoo is, but there we have that one. Um, oh, yes. And we meet the leader, just named Leader, <laughs> played by John Breckenridge. He was a drag queen called Bunny Breckenridge. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, he apparently, his grandfather was the vice president under... President Buchanan. Good lord. So, kidding. He also owned a silver mine. So, I think that's why Ed would latch onto him because he was fucking stinking rich. Mm. And when he tells them that Plan 9 is to take over the world with zombies and it's for their own goods. How exactly is it for our own goods? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's mm. not explained. And by the way, the outfits, by the way, are um, cosplay outfits. Done for Renaissance fairs. They're also pajamas. Those are pajamas. Yes, the bottom parts are pajamas, <laughs> and the top parts are Renaissance outfits. Oh, um, this is why nothing matches because they're all <laughs> random outfits. I mean, I personally just seen all the costumes and thought, well, someone had a field day in the local charity shop. Mm. No, they're actually they're actually um, Renaissance outfits. Good lord! Oh my lord! Anyway, so we head back to Earth to enact Plan 9. <clears throat> so back in his home, Jeff tries to send his wife to stay with her mother because he's going out of town for a few days. She's having none of it since she'll be safe because you don't want being away for a few days. I'm perfectly fine. He goes, no, 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 there's UFOs flying in a place. And I like that, that, that graveyard next to her house. I'm going, why the fuck did you buy the house next to the graveyard then? Oh, my Lord. Also, she fails to lock the door. Yes, I noticed. <laughs> I'm going, oh, shut the door. Turn the lights on. Oh, no, no, I'll be fine. And she goes, ah, whatever, walks away. I'm like, lock <laughs> the fucking door. Exactly. Oh, my God. Um, what else have we got down here? Da, 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 da. Oh, yes. So, days later, he's still afraid that his wife uh, is all alone. So, he rest, uh, radios, rather, the... What was air traffic control to contact mm. the wife? I'm going, can you do that? I, I, I mean, you can contact radio control. I can't suppose you can be like 30,000 feet in the end, be like, can you just telephone my <laughs> wife for me? Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, and here we meet flight steward Edith, played by Norbert McCarthy. She's Ed Wood's ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't know how to walk through a cotton. <laughs> Moving on swiftly. So, the girl man in full Dracula outfit, for mm. reasons, uh, breaks into um, the Jeff's house and menaces her, uh, the, the, the wife. And I'm going, I should get on all the door. You did see, bitch. <laughs> so, he's been away for a, a good couple of days and she hasn't locked that door yet. Really, love? Yeah. Oh, dear, oh, dear. So, she runs in sheer fear to the graveyard. <laughs> and she's menaced by 
Zombie Inspector Clay. So, yay. <laughs> I mean, it her own fault, let's face it. Who, who run to a graveyard when you're being, you know, chased by the undead? They're not witches. They can't actually step on the ground, you know, and chase yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but right, I've got down here, Tor Johnson was stuck in the grave. <laughs> because he couldn't see where he was, where he was going because of contacts in and his foot was stuck or something like that on, I don't know what it was, a branch or something like that. So that's why he looks particularly pissed off. Because <laughs> he's like, I had a whole fantastic scene I never ruined because I can't get out the ground. Yeah. Although, guys, I mean, that was a pretty creepy scene, I don't know, as the... Uh, the sort of sand, the sand, the dirt falls into the and he has coffin as he e- empties the, you know, as it gets out of the coffin. But unfortunately, he gets stuck. So yeah, it was quite, yeah, it was quite well done. Mm, I should say he was not pleased mm. at all. So mm. apparently, it took like six men to get him out of the out of the hole. Good so lord. He was not pleased at all. Mm. Wow. Okay, I better be. This is one of the world's first zombie movies. Is it? Yes, because this is about, what, 20 years before Night Love and Debt? Ah. Which kicked off the whole zombie craze. Yeah. But Bela Gossi was in the world's first zombie movie, White Zombie, from 1933, I think it was, 32 or 33. Mm-hmm. So so she's rescued by a fat farmer, Calder, played by Carl Johnson, Tor Johnson's son, as you do. Why not? Keep it yeah. the family. Mm. So the cops are now called to investigate as the UFO opens up to welcome a vampire, a zombie, what's his name, Clay, uh-huh. and the ghoul man, and just take off, as you do. And nobody sees this fucking gigantic UFO. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, you can't kind of miss it, you know. Like, flashing lights and everything almost, and they're, mm. like, completely blind to it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. Mm. I love how um, when they go to Jess Weiss' house, uh, the cops just brush her off because she's hysterical and the fat guy was a drunk farmer. So, eh, it was made up. It was only hysterics. It wasn't actually happening. I'm going, is that how they'd done stuff in the 50s for crying out She's a woman, she's hysterical, it's an account, and he's fat, therefore he must be drunk. Really? <laughs> I mean, there's some that are a bit like that now, let's face it, so... Mm. That's very true. That's very, very true. So, the patrol cops are uh, called to investigate uh, the, the graveyard, and they stumble across Inspector Clay's empty grave. And one of them climbs in to find out, oh my God, it's Inspector Clay's Clay's grave even. And the acting is abysmal here, frankly. As he goes, I can't see you. I flash like, oh no, have these these matches. I'm like, oh my my God. Uh, By the way, that Inspector guy, or Lieutenant guy rather, holds a gun. That is a real gun. He points at that guy in in the grave. I'm going, really, mate, you're sitting there scratching on your chin, you're pointing at random places, and it's a real fucking gun you've got, you fucking idiot. Yeah, uh, like, come on, at least keep one brain cell on what you're doing. Ugh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Nah, just tell he's never held a gun in his actual real life. I mean, it's like, okay, right? 
So, anyway, so cut to stock footage of the Pentagon, and here we meet General Roberts, played by Lyle Talbot. He's the first man to play both Lex Luthor and Commissioner Gordon. Ah, okay. He is also the only other actor to get out here with a career. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he tells Colonel Edwards he knows the UFOs are real, and they have tried to contact them over six months, but there's no chance of getting in contact with him again because of hope reasons. I'm like, okay then. Okay. He then pulls out a fucking, what was it, a tape recorder, I think he pulled out, and he goes, this is the new, what the hell was it, a universal translator or something like that? A, what did they call it, a speech dictionary they called it or something like that? Yeah, with like a fancy translator thing, wasn't it? Oh, God. And they play a message from Eros telling us, quote, I'm from a planet from your galaxy. Which planet? What name's the planet? Lazy writing. I mean, mm. how far away is it, roughly? You know? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh my god. He then goes on to talk down to us, calling us stupid. Uh, they're here to save our planet from a nuclear war. And then they declared war on us. They <laughs> lanes my ass, you know? Well, exactly. So General Roberts then tasks Colonel, sorry, Colonel Roberts then uh, tasks General Roberts, uh, Edwards rather, to find a UFO, UFO expert and find out where the whole alien's whole planet is. And that's just dropped, you know. It's like, okay then, so what happened to this home planet thing? Dropped? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, you wonder if they just thought, you know, I can't be bothered trying to explain where they come from, but they... But then they'd all have forgotten that they'd put a part in the film where they set out to try and find it. It was just yeah. like, you know. It, you... It's just dropped. I mean, it's like, this is bad writing for crying out loud. Mm. Bloody hell. So we've got, we've got wobbly sets. We've got a curtain for a fucking door. We've got cardboard fucking uh, joysticks. We've got abysmal acting and the script's a fucking joke. I was it languished for three years. Yep. And now we've got a writer who can't even be bothered to write. Mm. Ridiculous. I mean, utterly ridiculous. So back on the UFO mothership, Eros shows his handiwork, the zombie, the vampire, and the ghoul. Mm. So, Karen, Eros is almost choked by Lieutenant Clay as Tanya's little toy ray gun thing fails miserably. So she throws it down and goes, oh my God, I fixed it. I'm like, really? see. <laughs> <laughs> I the fact how that's a toy ray gun you picked off the off the shelf for probably like about ten or something. Yeah. Oh my god. So Luther then tells Eros to make thousands of zombies and take over the world, march on their cities and destroy their governments. Yeah, peaceful race my arse. Exactly. And what is never explained though is how can he determine what they are? Because like you say, we have a vampire, a zombie, and a ghoul. So, yeah. you know, how can you do Determine if we um, resurrect a vampire or a you know a zombie. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. How does it go from vampires, then zombies, and then ghouls? I'm like, yeah. shouldn't you all be either zombies or vampires or ghouls? You've got a mixture exactly. of all three. Exactly. Mm. So I mean, so Colonel er- Edwards visits Jeff and his wife and quizzes them over the UFO encounter, and this is a completely fucking pointless scene. Oh my god, I love the product placement they have Coca-Cola facing the camera as if Coke's going to give them money for this fucking thing. 
you just know all the all the product placement and uh it's not so much uh, an homage to the company it's more a big at home it's the equivalent of someone holding a please give me money <laughs> mm. oh, by the way edward had no permits to film this thing <laughs> <laughs> So, hmm. and apparently he was arrested about a dozen times, including one time in drag. <laughs> so, hmm. hmm. Oh, no. So, you know, this was a chaotic set for crying out loud. So, <laughs> so meanwhile, the beautiful lands in the graveyard as outwalks Gulban, who is killed in front of Colonel Edwards and the others, because apparently that's going to show the power of the aliens. Why would you kill one of them with three undead creatures you own you fucking idiots I mean, well you know they're not the most intelligent races are they oh my god <laughs> so with that they all head over to the graveyard as Jeff Wife is left in a car with a hapless cop Kelton played by Paul Marco who was a good friend of Criswell and Ed Woods because mm. apparently he was a trained dancer and Criswell took a shine to him leave it at that well then uh, he was also Ed Wood's co-director. <laughs> so, hmm. Wow. I mean, yeah, keep it in the family, you know. Hmm. Um. So Inspector Clay knocks him out with one hit to the shoulder, which apparently was a real hit because Todd Johnson was completely blind. He couldn't see what he was doing, so he <laughs> smacked that guy with, <laughs> with a chop <laughs> and knocked him clean out. <laughs> Just that poor guy woke up about three days later and went, eh, what happened? 380 plus pound man just clocks you in the back of the head. He did. Yeah. Anyway, so he kidnaps Jeff's wife. Um, I love the fact she just faints in the car, like, oh, and faints. I'm like, useless <laughs> bitch. Um, meanwhile, Colonel Edwards, Jeff, and the lieutenant guy finds a UFO to checks it out and Q Eros talking down to all three men, calling them idiots going on about nuclear bombs then says, quote, the destruction of the universe Sa- um, save our son I'm like, what? Yeah. This speech makes something something about you're going to have a, a solar power weapon that's going to destroy the sun which will destroy the entire universe I'm going, no, it wouldn't. Also, are they from our solar system then? I mean, it would suggest. Mm. And I'm sure that if one sun exploded, it would not mean the entire universe would go boom, because how many suns go supernova? Well, exactly. Countless. So. Mm. Mm. It's ridiculous. And then we have the famous, you see, you see, you stupid, stupid minds, you stupid, stupid men. <laughs> really, mate? I mean, Jesus, jinkies. Uh, you're acting like a spoiled brat. I mean, I love the fact how Jeff just decks him. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Which then spews a preachy God talk of how they are the God of the universe or something, or universal peace or something, shit like that. And I'm going. Oh my god, you're supposed to be peaceful aliens you're going to wipe out the entirety of mankind because we have nuclear weapons. Yeah, I mean, they're going on about how they're peaceful aliens and things like that. Well, peaceful way. And you just think, 
Yeah, you want to say that to the how many people you murdered before hmm. that speech? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, ridiculous. He then goes on saying, if we explode one sun, it will take out the entire universe. Uh, no, it wouldn't. Whoa. I mean, even if we blow up our own sun, it would only take out, what, the first four planets of uh-huh. the solar system? Not the entire fucking universe? Yeah. Oh, my God. What was his estimation was, if you take a football and no, a ball rather, and dip it in gasoline, and the gasoline's the sun, then light the ball on fire, it's somehow going to blow up the gasoline. I was kind of lost there, kind of cross-eyed. I mean, that, that analogy makes no sense. Mm. Which would somehow cause the rest of the solar system to explode, which would then cause the galaxy, the universe to explode, and I'm going, I'm cross-eyed. Mm. <laughs> Thank you for that one. Mm. So another cop shows up as Kelton tells him of zombie Inspector Clay and the hunt for the UFO, which is completely fucking pointless because they didn't even get to the UFO. So Inspector Clay has returned with Jeff's wife. The cops um, find them and one of them smacks Inspector Clay over the head with a log, which breaks instantly. And Kelton just stands there as Jeff goes, I'm fine, I'm perfectly fine. Pointless. Mm. Utterly pointless. And then inside the UFO, there's a god-awful fistfight between Eros and Jeff as the Colonel Edwards opens the UFO doors. I love the fact that when he's fiddling around with the the, um, the door controls, he breaks the door controls. <laughs> Did you see that? No. He just, yep, they just broke. <laughs> I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, so somehow during this fight, there's a fire starts on the UFO as it explodes in midair I'm going okay then one fire can take out the entirety of this UFO I mean what am I after race eh? if one fire is all it needs yeah what a superiorly preachy master race that's quote unquote peaceful they want mm. to wipe out an entire society and an entire race okay then so it's back to Chris Bell who ups things up Warning us of aliens are on the planet and be on the lookout for in the dark there may be an alien. Ooh. Oh my god. So that was plan nine from outer space. The fuck is this? <laughs> is this an anti-war message? Anti-nuclear weapons? A warning about aliens are amongst us? The fuck is this thing? The writing is abysmal, makes no fucking sense. The acting, the sets, the editing, the story. Everything is terrible. I love the fact how you can see some of the sets are wobbling as the doors open and shut. I mean, <laughs> oh my god! And that whole curtain bit where she couldn't get a out of the curtain had me on the floor howling with <laughs> laughter. And the the fucking cardboard joysticks for the plane was that was mm-hmm. it. That was the death nail. I mean, this is abysmal. So what do you say? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I've got to agree. I mean, like you say, the plot is unrecognisable, the acting is atrocious um, they all seem like they've never been in front of a camera before uh, you know, the UFO are obviously toys, you can tell that whether you watch it in a colour or black and white and you know, every single voice sounds looks like it's been dubbed mm. um, you know, it's full of bad acting bad dialogue uh, the editing, the you know, iffy, um, uh, the quote-unquote 
special effects are neither special nor effective. Mm. Um, you know, to be perfectly honest, I think I'd be eating pizza with less cheese on it than this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's slow, it's painful to watch, absolutely painful. Mm. Um, you know, it's just all different types of horrible. It, it, it doesn't answer any of the why question, but then yes. again, it's not even worth the brain power trying to figure out why why anything happens in this movie or why the whole movie is that. Mm-hmm. I mean, no matter how you look at it, this, this movie, it kind of does deserve its worst film of all time, you know, award that it was, you know, had. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I suppose worst movie at that time. Mm. Yes, but ever since the, the late 80s, there's been a lot more oh, shittier yeah. movies than this. So, hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, oh my God, I forgot to mention how this fucker drags in. I mean, this took me four hours to get through. I mean, I had to stop it and take a break and yeah. get a cup of coffee and get a cup of tea and do something else because this fucker drags and there's like plot holes and, and mm. strands just, just lying around and nothing. Yeah. Whereas I braved the whole hour and 18 minutes in one go and honestly it, it left me with severe brain fog <laughs> by the end. You know that way where you just can't remember who you are, what you're doing or why you're doing anything? Yeah. Okay, by the end of this movie I was like yeah, that that's terrible. So let's score us out of five then. One being dog shit and five being solid gold. I'm going to give this thing a minus five out of five because this thing is fucking terrible. This fucker drags. I mean, it's only an hour and 18 minutes, but it feels like fucking six hours. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, my God. Like I say, this is one of the worst movies ever made. So would you give it? Yeah. Same. You are eleven minuses. I have to give it minus five as well. It's just, you know, if a if a um if a movie leaves you with severe brain fog like that ever again, mm. it's it's not worth any any positive score, is it? No, no. I'm going to say is the minus scores are for special case movies, and this is a fucking special case movie. Exactly, exactly. So, they only get brought uh, brought out on extreme occasion, and mm. they. That he's deserving of one. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, if you want, if you want a bad movie, then watch this fucker mm. and take a drink every time you spot a mistake. <laughs> like for instance, when the set wobbles, or there's a string shown for the UFO, mm-hmm. or the hideous or flood can, lines. Yeah, or you can see the boom mic behind the pilots in the cockpit. Oh my god! Did you catch the boom yeah. mic with mm. the colonel and the the um uh, the other guy? I'm like, oh my god, this is. <laughs> Anyway, thank you for listening. Now, don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter at Two Geeks A Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Here's a Johnny's A Pod. You can contact Joe on Twitter at Two Geeks Joanne. We also have an Instagram page, Two Geeks Talk Movies. And you can email us movie suggestions to Two Geeks Talk Movies at gmail.com. Now, Next month, we're doing a mini monster movie in March. That's a tongue twister and a half. Mm. Now, my pick, I was going to do originally Critters but, or Gremlins, but I've changed my mind to an even worse uh, Gremlins rip-off, Hobgoblins. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. 
So what do you what are you doing? I'm doing leprechaun. Okay then. That's interesting. What the original mm. leprechaun? Yes. Yeah, nineteen ninety three version with um uh Jim Anderson. I've got a name there for a second. <laughs> yeah. God, I swear God, this movie's killed my brain cells. I mean, my lord. <laughs> so that should be interesting. I mean have you ever seen Hobgoblins? No. Oh, it's an interesting. I I I've read about it and I've seen countless of other reviews on it, so it'll be interesting to actually watch it and see. <laughs> okay then, okay. Then. All I can say is goodbye and keep watching the skies. Oh, dear, oh dear.